Happy Nurses Week to all the nurses and future nurses listening. To celebrate, I'm having a 20% off sale on Study Sesh. This is my private podcast that features over 140 episodes to help you study on the go. Formats include pod quizzes, power hour deep dives, drills, and case studies. If you're tired of sitting at your desk or staring at a screen, but still want to review for nursing school, it's time to check out Study Sesh. Go to straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in that top menu bar. That's straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in the menu bar. See you there. Hey there, you. I'm Nurse Mo, and this is the Straight A Nursing Podcast, where I teach concepts and share tips on how to thrive in nursing school and at the bedside. So today's episode came about from a listener suggestion, and they wanted to learn more about utilizing the ABCs to prioritize nursing care. So we're going to talk about that as well as using Maslow's hierarchy of needs to prioritize nursing care. Before we jump into that, let's take a quick minute for our listener shout out. And this one goes out to Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie says this, going into my last semester of nursing school, but really wish I had this podcast and whole site before I entered. It's so helpful and lays things out in such an organized fashion. Highly recommend. Katie, I want to thank you for taking the time to submit that feedback about the podcast, and I'm just glad you eventually found your way to it. I know it's going to help you in your last semester of nursing school and hopefully also throughout your career. I want to wish you all the very best. Please write and let me know when you get your license so I can celebrate with you. All right, so today we're talking about prioritizing with the ABCs and Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. A key concept in nursing is prioritizing patient care. And this can honestly be a little bit difficult or even a lot difficult for new students and even new nurses. It's definitely one of those things that gets much more intuitive when you have a lot, and I mean a lot, of repeat practice. So the first thing to understand about prioritizing is that your priorities and the patient's priorities are going to constantly fluctuate. So you must always be reassessing and reevaluating what is most urgent and important for your patient at any given time. A helpful way to establish priorities is to classify them as urgent priorities, intermediate, and low priorities. Now, how you come to that understanding of what's high, medium, low is going to come with a lot of experience. But initially, as a novice nurse, as an advanced beginner nurse, you rely on rules. So let's utilize the rules that we have, and that's going to be the ABCs and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, it's also important to understand that in the acute care setting, you're not just prioritizing one patient's problems in isolation. They must be considered in relation to all your patients and all their problems. When you're caring for more than one patient, you will need to organize the workflow of your shift, 
determine who you need to assess first and make decisions about which patients require intervention more urgently. And you can't do that in isolation. You have to think about your whole entire patient assignment, all the key problems that your patients have, and constantly be readjusting, reprioritizing, and figuring out how you're going to get all these important things done. I know it sounds daunting, it sounds overwhelming, and it can feel that way in the beginning. I promise that with practice at the bedside, you will get much more adept at this where it starts to eventually become more intuitive, I would say. It's like your nursing intuition really starts to develop and bloom, but it takes a lot of time. So don't feel pressure for yourself. Don't give yourself a hard time if you struggle with this initially. You're supposed to struggle with it initially. Nursing just takes a lot of practice. That's why we call it your nursing practice. So high priority problems. What is a high priority problem or an urgent priority problem? These are going to be things that could potentially cause harm to the patient if you were to ignore them and they were left untreated. For example, if the patient's airway is occluded, this is a high priority as failing to open that airway will quickly result in significant patient harm. In fact, all patient problems associated with the ABCs, airway, breathing, and circulation, are urgent or high-priority problems and must be quickly addressed prior to considering lower-priority problems such as pain or hypertension, for example. Now, again, ABCs is airway, breathing, and circulation. And you learned about the ABCs when you took your basic life support class. So you already understand the basic interventions for airway issues, breathing issues, and circulation issues. This is going to be obviously maintaining that patent airway, providing oxygen if it's needed, providing assisted ventilation with the BVM if it's needed, and if they have no circulation, performing chest compressions. So with that said, not all patient problems are going to be so obvious. It's not going to be just blaring out at you that it's an A, B, or a C. And this is where a framework such as Maslow's hierarchy comes into play. So let's talk a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology that involves five levels of human needs. And according to his theory, more basic foundation needs must be met before higher level needs can be fulfilled. So when we look at the basic needs, the two closest to the bottom, which are going to be the most important that need to be fulfilled, are physiological needs and safety and security needs. So what might this look like in nursing care? So physiological needs, things like food, fluids, warmth, elimination, rest, and of course, the ABCs all fall under physiological needs. I would also put pain in here as well, pain management, pain control. So for example, you meet a patient's physiological needs when you maintain an open airway or when you provide them with nutrition. Now, is one of those more important than the other? Yes. So that's why when you're looking at Maslow's hierarchy, the ABCs are part of these physiological needs. 
they're going to be the most important when you're looking at things that fall within that category. Next up are safety and security needs. So once physiological needs are met, once that airway is open or the patient's getting nutrition or their pain is better managed, then we can look at safety and security needs. And this would be things like keeping your patient free from harm, preventing patient injury, preventing infection, preventing any complications related to their underlying disease condition or the treatments that they're receiving, and even building trust with patients could provide them with a sense of security. For example, you help the patient meet these needs by performing hand hygiene. You're preventing infection. Or you are helping meet these needs by encouraging your patient to ambulate frequently because this helps prevent pneumonia. It helps prevent deep vein thrombosis. So next up, on that next level up in Maslow's hierarchy are needs related to love and belonging. Ensuring the patient has adequate support systems would fall under this umbrella. This could be getting the family involved in the plan of care, or if they don't have a support system, can we get them one? Can we work with case management or the social worker to identify some available resources? So an example might be attending a stroke survivor's support group. That might be a really helpful way to get a patient emotional support and prevent feelings of isolation while they're recovering from something as significant as a stroke. Next up in Maslow's hierarchy are going to be self-esteem needs. This would be things like helping the patient understand how to manage their disease condition and providing them opportunities to share their feelings. This can all help meet their needs for self-esteem and accomplishment. For example, teaching a patient who's newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes how to measure their blood glucose and administer the proper amount of insulin and how to follow their diabetic diet is all going to give them some feelings of control and accomplishment and address their self-esteem needs. And then at that highest level are self-actualization needs. And we can meet these needs by providing an environment where the patient can improve their health through personal growth or spiritual pursuits. Now, we don't see this that often in the clinical setting, but an example might be arranging for the hospital chaplain to meet with the patient for daily counseling and prayer, if that's what the patient is into, can really help a spiritual patient meet this higher-level need. But again, these higher-level needs, we're not going to really be able to meet them until those more basic needs are met. So when we look at Maslow's hierarchy, it indeed is a hierarchy. We have to start at the basics, and then we can work our way up. So Now you might be wondering, that all sounds great, that all makes sense, but how do I utilize the ABCs in Maslow's hierarchy to prioritize care? Great question. So let's talk about that. But first, let's take a quick break. So now we're going to talk about utilizing the ABCs and Maslow's hierarchy to prioritize care. When faced with a clinical scenario, either in person or on an exam, physiological needs, including those ABCs, are always going to take priority over other needs. 
And then from there, once you've determined that those basic physiological needs, which again were things like food and fluids and the ABCs, once you've determined those are met, then you can move up Maslow's hierarchy. And next would be safety and security. And then beyond that, it's the love and belonging and self-esteem, etc. Let's go through a few examples. So in our first example, your patient had a lobectomy of the right lower lobe yesterday afternoon. What's going to be your priority intervention? And even if you haven't started nursing school yet, you already learned by listening to a podcast I did last week that ectomy means removal. So a lobectomy would be removal of a lobe. So you already know that the patient with this surgery has had part of their lung removed. So we're going to be watching respiratory status very carefully. So here are four options for what is your priority intervention. Option A, ensure the patient ambulates three times today. Option B, teach the patient how to care for their surgical incision. Option C, provide pain medication for the patient's six out of 10 pain. Or option D, provide supplemental oxygen for an SpO2 or oxygen saturation level of 87% on room air. So let's look at each of these options and how they fall into that Maslow's hierarchy. So option A, ensure the patient ambulates three times today. While this does meet a need for safety by preventing the complications associated with immobility, such as pneumonia and deep vein thrombosis and deconditioning, it's not our priority need because there's a more basic physiological need we need to address. Option B was to teach the patient how to care for their surgical incision. This meets a need for self-esteem by teaching the patient how to perform their own care after discharge, but that's a little higher up on Maslow's hierarchy. Option C is to provide pain medication for the patient's 6 out of 10 pain. This definitely meets a basic physiological need to be free from pain, but is there something that's more important? Option D, provide supplemental oxygen for an oxygen saturation level of 87% on room air. This meets a basic physiological need related to the ABCs and is your priority intervention. Now, note that this question did have two possible options that fell under that basic physiological needs category. One was a pain situation or a pain issue, and the other was respiratory insufficiency. In fact, as you can see, all four options were actually appropriate. And that's kind of the thing about nursing school exams. A lot of times, all of the options are indeed things that you would do, but one of them is going to be the most important thing that you can do. And in this case, it's the one that addresses the ABCs, which is going to be at the highest level of priority when we're looking at those physiological needs in Maslow's hierarchy. Let's do another example. You're caring for four patients on the telemetry unit. Which patient problem will you address first? Option A, your patient bud needs to learn how to manage his Foley catheter before being discharged home. Option B, Sylvia has a blood pressure of 78 over 42 with delayed capillary refill and cool extremities. 
Option C, Chuck has dementia, diabetic neuropathy, and is trying to get out of bed. Option D, Roberta is stable and pending discharge once the physician can review her stress test results in the morning. She is demanding to leave against medical advice if her boyfriend isn't allowed to visit after hours. So as a student or new nurse or even an experienced nurse, having all these problems come at me all at once can be challenging to manage. So let's go through each option. So looking at option A, Bud needs to learn how to manage his Foley catheter before being discharged. While this does need to occur so the patient can meet their goals, it's not a priority intervention at this time. Teaching Bud how to manage his catheter can wait a bit while you address more basic and pressing needs. Option B, Sylvia has a blood pressure of 78 over 42 with delayed capillary refill and cool extremities. This is a basic physiological need that has priority over others at this time. This one relates to circulation, one of your ABCs. But still, let's look at the others. Option C was Chuck, who has dementia, diabetic neuropathy, and he's trying to get out of bed. Well, obviously, Chuck is at high, high risk for a fall. Keeping Chuck safe meets his basic need for safety. But Sylvia's blood pressure is even more of a foundation need. If possible, this would be a great task to delegate to the CNA. And then option D was Roberta. She's stable. She's pending discharge once the physician can review her stress test results. But she's threatening to leave AMA or against medical advice unless her boyfriend can come in tonight and visit after hours. Now, while we never want a patient to leave AMA, Roberta's need to control her situation and have some love and belonging with her boyfriend are not as high a priority as addressing Sylvia's blood pressure. With something like this, maybe you could escalate to the charge nurse, have the charge nurse go and speak with Roberta. Or when we have a patient who's going AMA or threatening to go AMA, we let the physician know immediately so that they can speak with the patient. All right, let's do another example. You're working on the med surge unit. Which patient requires your attention first? Option A, Jack, who has a history of osteoarthritis in his left knee, is requesting pain medication for a pain level of 4 out of 10. Marvin, who states he has chest pain after eating some spicy Mexican food his family brought in. Option C, Jessica, who has a history of seizures, is complaining of feeling a bit lightheaded. And then option D, Irving, who suffers from constipation, feels like he could have a bowel movement if he goes to the commode right now. So Maslow's hierarchy isn't always easy to apply to scenarios that are all based on physiological components. Each of these patients has a basic physiological need, but only one is the priority. So to determine the priority, refer to the ABCs. Which patient is having an issue with one of the ABCs? And that's going to be Marvin, who is complaining of chest pain. The fact that it occurred after he ate some spicy food and could simply be heartburn does not rule out the need for prompt further assessment. And chest pain, as you know, can drastically and very negatively affect circulation. So it's part of your ABCs and is our priority. One more example. 
You're working on a medical surgical unit and have just received a report on four patients. Which patient will you assess first? First, we have option A, which is Daniel. He has just received an IV dose of morphine by the night shift nurse right before she came out to give you a report. Option B, Louise, who had a cholecystectomy yesterday and needs assistance getting from the bed to the chair for her breakfast. Option C, Gregory, who has a potassium level of 5.5 and just received his 6 a.m. dose of furosemide. And then option D, Patrice, whose white blood cell count was 13,000 on this morning's labs. So of these four patients, only one is at risk for a complication related to the ABCs and a basic physiological need, and that's Daniel. So let's look through all these options. Again, Daniel just received an IV dose of morphine right before the night shift nurse came out to give you a report. Intravenous opioids can quickly take effect and cause respiratory depression. Assessing Daniel's respiratory status and level of sedation takes precedence over these other patient scenarios. Option B, Louise, who had a cholecystectomy yesterday and needs assistance getting from the bed to the chair for breakfast. Of course, this is important. We always want to mobilize our patients, but this can wait or be delegated to the CNA. Option C was Gregory, who has a potassium level of 5.5 and just received his morning dose of furosemide. Now, a potassium level of 5.5 is at the upper end of normal, but since you know all about furosemide, you know this is going to cause that level to come down a bit because furosemide causes potassium losses. So you're not concerned about hyperkalemia at this time. And then Patrice, whose white blood cell count was 13,000 on this morning's labs. Before determining if this is a priority assessment that you need to conduct, you want to go back and look at the trend of the white blood cells. And you do that and you note that yesterday's count was 14.5,000. You also check the MAR and see that the patient is receiving IV antibiotics. So for this patient, a white blood cell count of 13,000 is an improvement and shows that the treatment plan is working as intended. So I hope those examples were helpful for you. Again, you'll get so much better at this with more and more practice. Before we close out, let's summarize some pro tips for effective prioritization. Number one, view prioritization as a constant, ever-changing activity. Every time you assess or intervene for your patients, think through your priorities as they have likely changed. Number two, your patient's physiological needs are of the highest priority. Within that group, the ABCs must be addressed before any other. Number three, involve patients in priority setting when possible. For example, if consulting with the chaplain is more important for the patient than learning how to care for their wound, then you would assign greater priority to this higher need for self-actualization. Number four, Consider your available resources when determining your priorities. For example, many times lower-level priorities can be delegated to assistive personnel. For more tips on delegation, listen to episode 120. And then number five, don't become so linear in your thinking that you don't recognize new problems or priorities as they arise. 
For example, a patient suddenly developing shortness of breath would take priority over most other assessments and interventions. Additionally, new orders coming through, especially new orders you weren't expecting, will likely disrupt your planned workflow and must be considered as you plan your patient's care and their priorities. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I hope you found it helpful, and I very much hope to see you back here next week for more. If you're following or subscribed to the show, then the episode shows up like magic for you in your podcast library. So make sure you do that. And I will see you very soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing, a proud member of the Airwave Media Network. For more educational podcasts, check out airwavemedia.com. And for more nursing-related content, go to straightanursingstudent.com. 